am I forgetting his name? His best time, and I've told me about that to watch it, and I'm just like, eh, uh, when they get to it, I'll get to it. Yeah, absolutely no rush to get there, but once you get around to it, it's it's a good, enjoyable movie. Uh, super cheesy as well. As you can tell, this is like the cheesy cheesy train <laughs> we're on today. Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. <laughs> That's my nickname in high school. Uh, as for me, uh, nothing live action today. Mostly animation. Uh, it's also on Netflix. It's uh, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Bees. Great show, actually. Is Love it, it a lot. Yeah, really um, good show. Uh, some good, you know, musical numbers here and there, but overall, good overall emotional show. I like that a lot, actually. Not that bad. Animation is really cool. I think the whole concept of it, like post-apocalyptic Earth and like where nature pretty much takes back over and evolves. Is that what it is? Yeah, and there's like, I guess, like some mutated animals like some of them like there's like even like giant rabbits and stuff like that who have like evolved and mutated further than expected but it, oh. it, it's, it's all explained how this all happened within the show so i don't want to spoil it for anybody but okay. well, it's it's a good show as another one i have recommended here is one of my favorites actually and one of my go-to cosplays is actually from gravity falls uh, i'm so glad you got me on this show years ago and <laughs> i love this show so much yeah it's a fantastic girl definitely one of my favorites i never get bored of watching it it's hilarious yeah. it's 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 good to watch it's over an and over easy again watch too because the jokes are dense yeah episode and the story's pretty awesome man yeah i love it i always every year for c2v2 a cosplay is dipper so it's, it's a good relaxed uh cosplay day when you yeah the dipper it really is, and no. you're and you're guaranteed to run into like four or five of them too. Because <laughs> I I'm, I start counting every time we go. Yeah, and the thing is, like, people love it. I still sometimes like p- kids or other people just point it out to me, and I'm like, oh, cool. It's like I'm just chilling here, but appreciate you. And the last one I have here is the Amazing World of Gumball. Hilarious show. I think for another show, I think that would be easy to rewatch is also the Amazing World of Gumball. If you're a fan, like you know, good humor and light humor, and also like adult humor, you'll definitely want to check this one out. Really good, different animation styles because you have like stop motion, you have like traditional, and then some of them are CGI. It's a very mixed variety with some realism mixed in into it. Interesting. I feel like I've only seen like an episode or two. I never really got into watching it, but I've heard nothing but good things. It's really great. I think one of the one of my favorite episodes is where like they found out that there's like a Chinese ripoff show of Gumball that was airing over in China. And so I guess <laughs> the ultimate form of revenge is like the people who made the show brought those characters onto their show, called them imposters and everything. It was it was it's it's a funny episode. I'm not gonna spoil it because everyone should watch it because it's really funny. Mm-hmm. But definitely check that one out for Amazing World of Gumball. Um, as for movies, I think just to fit with the theme here <laughs> that I thought of right now, go check out Luck of the Irish. Hell yeah! One of the best Disney Channel original movies. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, what are some other like good like St. Patrick's Day movies. That's not Leprechaun. Oh, oh my God. I remember Leprechaun in the Hood? I love it. Yeah, that was with Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Fun fact. No, I, Jennifer Aniston was Leprechaun 1. No, she was in uh, Back to the Hood. Was she? Yeah, I think Are you so. sure? I, I could be wrong. I could be mixing them I'm too pretty much. sure. pretty sure you're wrong. I'm sorry that. I'm not up to date on my Leprechaun lore. How, how could you not? It's half your heritage. I, yeah, so what? You don't have the luck of the Irish. Uh, I really don't. I'm the least lucky Irishman you'll meet. God. But yeah, aside from Leprechaun, like, what are some other good St. Patrick's Day movies? Uh, isn't Dear John technically? I've never seen Dear John, so. Or at least she goes to Ireland. Is it Dear John? I think it's Dear John. I could be wrong. I think you're thinking of P.S. I Love You. P.S. I Love You. That's what it is with Gerard Butler. Yeah. There we go. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Other than that, I can't think of a single St. Patrick's Day movie. I don't know. Technically, The Fugitive takes place around St. Patrick's Day because they filmed 
one of the scenes during the uh, St. Patrick's Day parade. I guess it counts. Maybe. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a pass. I really don't know any other St. Patrick's Day movies. They're really not much of a holiday to make movies about. I'm sure there's like drunken frat comedies about it or something like that. More so than anything else. Maybe. Like like straight to DVD National Lampoon movies. I'm sure there's like some shows out there that have like specific episodes centered around St. Patrick's Day. But aside from that, I really don't know much. Sure. I mean, it's not really a thing to celebrate. It's not really an actual holiday. Nah. It's just kind of an excuse to get drunk. It is in America, at least. And for everyone to be Irish for a day. Maybe Family Guy has St. Patrick's Day episodes. Oh, I'm sure they do. They have to. I mean, especially taking place in like New England, so close to Boston. <laughs> Very Irish town. I don't know. I guess watch anything with uh, Colin Farrell because he's Irish. He's the least <laughs> looking Irish. Just support an Irish actor day now? Hell yeah, it is. What is this movie that he has on Netflix where he's like working at a boxing gym or something like that? I don't know. Oh, that's um, um. Oh, I think it's called like the gangsters. I think it's just called like gangsters or something like that. It's something like that. It's on Netflix. Check it out. I think I haven't seen it, but I do want to see it. And you know, whatever. St. Patrick's Day. He's Irish. He's also like the least looking Irish Irish person I've ever seen. But it could nah, just be a stereotype. Not every Irish person's a ginger. Are you sure? Yeah, actually, <laughs> most of them have like dark hair. I don't know. I've never been to Ireland, so I don't know. I thought you were about to say I've never met an Irishman or something like that, and I was about to be very perplexed. Maybe a full-blooded Irishman. I don't know. Maybe I can't tell. All you white people look the same. I mean, basically, we do. No, there's different flavors. We're flavorful. What, you got vanilla? French vanilla? Yeah, we we range from uh, (laughs) vanilla to, like, pink. Vanilla to pink? Yeah, we we run the gambit of that upper range of color. Oh, God. We're all over the map. Diverse as hell, man. Anyways, let us know in your... Well, I can't say comments, but, you know, let us know in the Instagram post for this episode's cover art. You know what? Uh, let us know in the comments of whatever you're commenting on. Yeah. Just surprise them with random uh, diversions facts or stuff yeah. like that. Or go watch The Irishman on Netflix if you have those three hours to spare. Uh, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> <laughs> that movie puts people to sleep. Uh, I haven't even watched it myself. Maybe one day I will. No. Maybe on a long plane ride. I'll probably do it. I've just decided to give up on watching it entirely. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever works. Moving on here to, as we like to say, the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. Just don't mention potatoes to the Irish. We love them. The great potato famine. We love them. Uh, Detective Pikachu 2 has found a new director. And what what I thought was once thought to be canceled is actually revived. I always thought it deserved a sequel because for me, for me personally, the first one was pretty good. It wasn't perfect, but I think for a first live action Pokemon entry, I think it did the job. Definitely got it done. Yeah, I think for what it was supposed to be, it was very enjoyable. I think that opening scene, like where you see like the Pidgeys flying around, like and you see all these Pokemon in nature and different yeah, things. Yeah, the world they set up was awesome. Yeah, I was like, I was like, holy crap! I was like, I want to live in that world. <laughs> I want to be there. You went for the Little Mermaid for a second. Yeah. I want to go where the Pokemon are. Who doesn't? It also did a good job of showcasing just how dangerous Pokemon can actually be. True. Everyone's got them as pets, and you forget that they can shoot flames out of their eyes or mouths. Yeah, and stuff. It's just watching it all. It kind of reminded me of the, like back when I was a kid. You know, you pop red version back into your Game Boy, and like, I guess seeing that is what I envisioned myself as a kid. What I was seeing in the game, because I know everyone's saying it's all like playing Pokemon games, just pressing A. But then like the lore and everything else behind it is so complex. It's just like how you see it in your head. I guess playing. Is yeah, like, I mean like. Uh, was it Sergeant Surge, the electric Pokemon gym leader? Yeah. Talks about the Pokemon Wars and stuff like that. Yeah. So shit has gone down. 
Shit has definitely gone down. I would like to see a Pokemon series about like the dark times of Pokemon. Oof. That'd be good. Maybe Netflix will get onto that. I was going to say, they'd be one to do a darker-themed Pokemon adventure, I would imagine. It would be really good. I'd be curious. Yeah, curious as to also what the sequel could be about, because it seems like the first movie kind of, like, wrapped everything up. Yeah, and, where do you go from there? Yeah, and how do you end up with a talking Pikachu again? Does Ryan Reynolds get turned back into a Pikachu? That, I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm curious about, too. It's like, what can happen? What? Nothing happened. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Like that's very interesting because, like, are you gonna focus more on like the battling aspect of it now, or is it more like detective crimes and like now, like Pikachu is gonna be like just speaking in like his native Pokemon language, <laughs> his native tongue, his native tongue, Maybe and it's like he learns English like Meowth. Maybe who knows? But uh, I know it's based off the game, which came out in 2018, and you would solve like various mysteries with the talking Pikachu. So I don't know if this is what the route that they're gonna go, but I do know that there is also a sequel game coming out for the Switch. When is it gonna come out? I don't know because nothing has been announced besides the fact that there is a game coming for the Switch. When did they announce that the game was coming? A while back. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, Nintendo's kind of notorious for leading breadcrumbs for a very long time before anything actually comes to fruition, like Bayonetta and. Well, Metro Bayonetta three came out. Metro Prime four is the only one that everyone's waiting for. Yeah, so. but I mean, the time between Bayonetta 3's announcement and actual coming out was a long time. As well as Metroid. Metroid is just—I'm still not convinced it's out until it, or it's going to come out until it comes out. I think for Bayonetta, I think the COVID pandemic kind of like delayed all that. The year was supposed to come out. So they, it came out like a year and a half after. Eh, not terrible, but still a long time. Yeah, but I did like the designs of the Pokemon from the movie because they all kept like their in-game designs, but with a more realistic approach. Like Pikachu had fur and like Snorlax. So, like think Pokemon that you don't think like in like while you're playing the game, you don't think that they would have fur because they look so smooth and like the textures on them like looks plasticky, I guess. Yeah, but I mean like they're essentially mammals. Yeah, exactly. They're essentially mammals. So like to see the more realistic approach, I'm just like, you know what? That, that does make sense. Pikachu would have fur. I also thought it was smart that, like, instead of putting, like, every single Pokemon into the game, they chose, like, a few different Pokemon. Like, I remember there being, like, a lot of, um, like, Rowlets and stuff like that. Yeah. They just told, chose a few Pokemon and just made a lot of them instead of having to try to flush out 150 different Pokemon. Oh, yeah. I think one of my also favorite designs was just for the Bulbasaur, because, like, if you look at the Bulbasaur eyes, yeah. it kind of has, like, a plant-like feature, and I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm like, whoever I, thought of that, genius. I like the Bulbasaur a lot. Bulbasaur, and then when I for a split second, you see Totodile in that one, like, video for the, the bad guy. Totodile's my homie. I love And that I saw guy. Totodile, and I was like, yes, give me more Totodile. He's probably my favorite starter. Yeah, he's definitely one of my favorite starters. I think he deserves more love. Yeah. Team Totodile over here. Agreed. Uh, but I'm also wondering if Netflix is still doing their live-action Pokemon show or movie. I'm not sure which one it is at this point. Well, if they're thinking about what to do it about, I'm telling you, Dark Future Pokemon. It, it, it could it could happen. It could happen. Who knows? Because they haven't really announced anything about it, have they? They just said no. they're doing a Pokemon thing. Yeah, they're doing a Pokemon thing. And I'm also thinking, like, would it be like a more traditional thing, like with trainer battles and catching them all? But would that be too big budget for Netflix? But maybe it might not be because it might not be their budget. It, the Pokemon company definitely has the money to shell all that stuff out. Like, we also recently talked about them doing like the Pokemon Hotel thing, right? Yeah. So I feel like they wouldn't be afraid to go in like a completely different direction, like kind of a slice of life Pokemon thing. Yeah, Pokemon Slice of Life, but even with the, like, the live action, I don't know what that could be. Could it be? Like I'm saying, if they do traditional battling, I think everyone's worry is like, 
would that be too CGI cost heavy? But that would be pretty demanding for it would the production be, department. But I think they got the bankroll to back it up. Ooh, Netflix or Nintendo? No, Pokemon Company. They because like I think Netflix as, as is just dis- distributing it. Okay, so as long as they're footing the bill and actually making the production, then sure, of course, Netflix would be happy to do whatever they want to do. Uh, would they want to make it about battling and stuff like that? I don't know. They already have the whole anime about that, basically. So yeah, but even with the new anime, it looks like it's taking also like a different approach. It looks more like adventure style based off the stills because they have like a flying sky ship. Oh yeah, and I'm just like it's different. All right, kind of reminded me of, like Xenoblade, Final Fantasy kind of vibes. Like you know, like you were your main party. In order for them to get around, they get in that like flying, like sailing kind of ship kind of looking. Interesting. Yeah, big upgrade from Lapras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, I don't know if you guys remember from Final Fantasy VII, Sid's uh, ship that you, I guess, traverse around. I don't know, something like that. But interesting to see what happens here in the future for Pokemon and Netflix. Especially with Detective Pikachu too. I'm curious. It's like again, what is the story going to be about? It's like where where can we go? And what's cool is Pokemon's shown that they can do anything. Yeah. So for what's left for them to do is entirely up in the air. So I'm pleasantly surprised by whatever they're going to put out. I'm sure. Yeah. I I, I hopefully it's going to be something good. Hopefully it's nothing like awful. I mean, it doesn't matter for Pokemon because it does. It's going to sell anyways, merchandise wise, show wise. They'll probably take the hit, but we'll see what happens. I still don't have the most faith in netflix but hopefully they can steer me wrong yeah they've made questionable decisions but like we said we just talked about a couple of netflix shows we really enjoyed and those were maybe enough to get them by with whatever else they're going to make new in the future yeah well that was back then before netflix did all this stupid shit but true but hey they still got it in them yeah we'll see we'll see what happens hell they need a home run soon yeah because uh that timeline for stranger things season five is coming up yeah, and we already have a tumultuous future for The Witcher, their other big series. So they definitely do need it. They need to fill that void. Who knows how they're going to fill that void? Obviously with anime, but who knows what else? Yeah, and like that only gets you so far. It definitely does. Like they need like a big like everyone in the country is talking about it show again. Hmm. Because once yeah, Stranger Thing ends, and I think Dead yeah, Pokemon will definitely be that show that everyone's talking about. Especially because it's family-oriented. Everyone can gather around, watch it together. I don't know that any parents really get... Well, our generation of parents. Like uh, like us as parents and stuff like that would. Mm-hmm. But, like, my parents aren't watching that shit. Like, they're not going to care at all about it. Oh, no. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, the kids who have parents... Like, parents and, like, children yeah. of this age, era, whatever. They'll be watching Pokemon with their kids, basically. Yeah. We'll see. They're more up into it. Time will tell, folks. It's about time I got a chance to fight. Yeah, but speaking also with keeping with the anime topics over here is Dragon Ball announces a new entry in the Tenkaichi Budokai series. Yeah, uh, they just dropped it on us. Yeah, Budokai Tenkaichi 4 is coming this year, I believe, and many fans have been waiting for this game. Yeah, it's been a long time since uh since 3 came out. Yeah, I think it's I think that was still what a PS2 game. It was like 2007. Or was it a PS3 game? I want to say it was probably PS2 and 3, but I can't really tell. I had it on PS2. Okay, so it might have been a PS2 game then. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it definitely has been. A while. I'm shocked it's been, they've gone on this long, but well, because they've they've done other entries in Dragon Ball games. Yeah, because they like have that. like what Xenoverse, Xenoverse Two. Yeah, which yeah. kind of took over as like their competitive fighter. Yeah, and then they have Dragon Ball Fighters, which is 
basically the same. I well, and no, because Dragon Ball Fighters is, has that traditional 2D fighter uh, format, where Xenoverse is more like a 3D environment. Is it? I'm I'm pretty yeah. sure it's just a straight up. 2D. No, no, Xenoverse is Xenoverse is 3D, like kind of open world kind of thing from what I've seen, and then Fighters has that traditional like. 2D environment. Fighters. Okay, maybe I'm mixing the two in my head again. Also, I, I do that a lot, as we can tell. On also, Fighters has like the team format. Like you pick three fighters, and like then, Marvel vs. Capcom yeah, kind of a deal. Yeah. Okay. So, but also unlike the regular Budokai series, each power up is treated as its own character. For example, there's Base Goku, then there's Kaioken times Sand Goku, and Super Saiyan Two Goku, and so forth. So basically, there's each, a lot of characters. Then. Yeah, there's a lot of characters. Which, for me personally, I. I could see why it's really cool, but I also didn't like it. I I guess I preferred the uh, traditional Budokai series, like one, two, and three, where like you would power up into each character as like what as you have enough energy, basically. Yeah, but I can see why they do it because like you know in a lot of fighting games, you know, there's some sort of a meter involved to do your specials. So you can either use this meter to like level up and like transform to the next uh, transformation. Or you can use the meter for super moves and stuff like that, which is what they opt to do for this, um, like the current version of like fighters and Xenoverse and stuff. Yeah, I don't remember if it uses up any meters or like key, whatever. You you had to charge to at least least like two or three so that you could level up. Yeah, I remember. So that you could transform to the. Yeah, I remember Budokai, because the the most recent one I played a lot was Budokai 3. And I think if you charge it up to two or three, you can go Super Saiyan. Yeah. And then anything higher, obviously, you need it more. But what I really liked about that game is that you can customize different moves you can have. Like, I think one skill item that you had was, like, if you wanted to do the fusion of Vegito or Gogeta, it would take up the whole chart. Yeah. But then once you fuse, you have access to all their moves, basically. Yeah, it, it was kind of like um, like in Smash, like World of Light. Like, you have certain slots that you can fill in. And, like, some right, take yeah. two slots, some take three slots and stuff like that. Um, and they also had, like a like, an adventure board game mode. That yeah. was surprisingly fun. And you had to like dig for the Dragon Balls and stuff. Oh yeah, that was in Budokai 2. Yeah. Yeah, Budokai 2. Okay. That was that was a surprisingly fun little mini game. It wasn't like good by any means, but it was entertaining. I replayed that a ton. Yeah, I, I think I enjoyed that more because like there was not I want to say more skill, but like there was different different combinations you can do. Because you can do like the Majin uh Babri magic for uh Vegeta, where like if you go below a certain health, like he gets you get more yes. powerful. You would turn Majin mode, and yeah, stuff like that. and you get more powerful, and it'd just be like it'd be insane, basically. Yeah, but you know, you run the you be more powerful, but you also run the risk of like you have low health. So like exactly. Good- so it's like you can choose to use a power up that's going to like benefit you through the entire match, or you're going to play that kind of like glass cannon, yeah, uh, sort of uh, fighting style. Which, I, yeah, I, I thought it was awesome. It was a very fun game. I don't know what they're going to do differently with Tenkaichi 4, but... I, I, I mean, be- who knows? I mean, uh, for this game, I know that you can gather key to power up and perform various moves to try to carry your opponent. It was also... I know for this one, it was like behind-the-shoulder camera 3D environment on, like, on a large map. Yeah, it was a very interesting perspective, which was very different from just... Because there's, there's the Budokai line, yeah. and then there's the Budokai Tenkaichi line. And the Tenkaichi line is the one that has that, like funky camera yeah, angle basically. whereas budokai was like a little bit more traditional kind of like uh budokai like Tekken was, style. yeah more Tekken 3d environment kind of style like you obviously it would start off 2d traditional but then like the environment will like rotate around depending yeah, on where like, your fighters yeah because you could like strafe and stuff like that whereas tenkaichi is like there is no limit to where you go you can fly straight up over yeah any angle and stuff like that but the camera is always behind you a little bit which made it very kind of jarring to get used to for a while 
But once you got used to it, I, I thought it was. I don't know. Maybe that's why fun. I wasn't too much of a fan of it at first. I was just like, this is too different from when I. Well, you're it would super be. used to traditional fighters. I'm less of a fighting game player, so like it wasn't too crazy for me to adjust to. Because like I mostly played um, like Soul Calibur as like my fighting game of choice, and it wasn't too crazy different from Soul Calibur. Just given like the 3D platforming, and I played a lot of Virtual Fighter too, which also has the kind of well. I mean, I've I've played 3D fighters before, like Tekken, obviously Soul Calibur, yeah, and everything. But I think this is this is a step above that because, um, yeah, just the angle alone is the camera so angle tiring. alone, and just like how large the environment. Like it wasn't like within a set arena, basically. Yeah, you could knock your opponent into like different environments. Which, like, other games which, you can do as well. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. But, but I, these were bigger. Like, yeah. these were very expansive. And you could, there was, like, two or three per per level, too. Yeah, I think for me, just personally, it just maybe it just wasn't the game for me, I guess. Maybe if I give it another chance, maybe I'll enjoy it more now. But I thought it was super fun, but just very different. It definitely yeah. takes some getting used to. I think during that time, it just wasn't the game for me because I just wanted more Budokai. Yeah, I, I was very confused why it wasn't, like, the same thing. And eh, I, I, I guess I got my answer, but... Yeah, I know for this one here, there uh, for Budokai Tenkaichi, there are various energy gauges to use and power up, as in the key bar to use power guard and blast two skills. Uh, the blast stock gauge, man, there's so many different things you can use. Yeah, this is a deep mechanic. Yeah, and then max power mode and ultimate blast mode. This game really did have a lot. A lot of people were saying that this game was very ahead of the curve in fighting games. I was, and it, it probably was. I just never really dove into it myself to like fully explore the mechanics of it. Yeah, but. It was really good. There was also different game modes like Cell Games, World Martial Arts Tournament, yes. and then the Dragon Adventure, which included various storylines from the manga and anime series, and even had like some what-if scenarios, which I guess people really enjoyed. Yeah, I just loved being Bardock. Because <laughs> Bardock's the coolest character ever. Yeah, I think and, it, and his entire story is just what-ifs. I mean, not anymore, actually. Now it's like a lot there, of... There's like one canon story that he has, but uh, other than that, like... Well, I don't. Well, you have been watching Super, so like, there's a bun- bunch of other stuff that's been like recon and like introduced now. So it yeah, but when Tenkaichi three came out in 2007, there wasn't a lot. It was one non-canon movie that I can recall. No, that movie was canon. Was it canon? Yeah, the movie was because it was the only Bardock story that we got. And exactly, the only thing we had to go off. Well, of. no, because after that, they even did like I think another what if scenario. I don't know if this is part of a game or not, but like I guess the blast that he had from Frieza sent him back in time where he fought Frieza's ancestor. Yes, that was a what if, I believe. Yeah, but I think people took it as canon because that's how the legend of the Super Saiyan came to be because he went Super so Saiyan. So he was already Super Saiyan and went back in time. Uh, he became Super Saiyan when he went back in time because I guess the people that he took care of him there, like he developed a good bond with, and then when so he was his own inspiration for the legend. Eh, that's kind of cool. I guess kind I'll of take yeah, it. Kind of like that. I mean, it was cool, but also just like eh, I guess it's okay. like when Fry sleeps with his grandma and becomes his own grandpa. You know, basically same thing. Tomato, potato, potato. Yeah, but crazy enough is the game series has a huge following and was actually heavily supported by the Latino community. And every Budokai Tenkaichi fan has the, the Latino community to thank for this game. Because I've been hearing, like, they've been modding this game since it came out. Like, they've been dropping, like, updates, a bunch of other different stuff. And I'm just like, I yeah, had I mean, no clue that... Over, fif- like, 15 years of a game? I mean, look at Melee and stuff like that. That game's been modded to hell and back in, like, a very good way. Uh, including, like, Brawl and, and Smash 4 and everything like that, too. If a game is lo- around long enough, whether or not people are playing it, they're... People who are going to be passionate about it and love it are going to 
tinker with it and make it their own and make it bigger and better until something new comes along to actually like fill the gap that we're trying to fill ourselves. Yeah, but I think what's different is from from melee and like and then Budokai Tenkaichi is like from melee you had support all over the world basically you had like yeah. fans in North America, obviously South America, Japan, Europe, and like everyone had their own take on how to try to make this game better. Yeah. Whereas for Budokai Tenkaichi, it was specifically the Latino community who was like <laughs> modding this game, and like it goes back to what <laughs> I've been God saying. Goddamn Latin weebs. <laughs> it goes back to what I've been saying is that Dragon Ball and Saint Seiya have a death grip on the Latin community. Like, you, you people don't understand. You think I'm kidding, but it's like, no, you have no clue. Like, yeah, Dragon Ball, I can see. Saint Seiya is always funny for me to, like, realize how popular it is in Latin America. Oh, like, I, I'm telling you, they have them by the clutches. Like, they will not, for some reason, it will not let go. Like, it passes on generation to generation somehow. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, know? it's pretty badass. Let's be honest, folks. From goof to goof to goof. <laughs> the perfect cast. So, yeah. So... Anyone out there who was a fan of Budokai Tenkaichi, you have my people to thank. There you go. Budokai Tenkaichi 4 coming out this year. I'm excited. I haven't played a good fighter in a while, and this is one I can kind of like get back into and reintroduce myself to the to the culture a bit. So I don't know. I've actually have been playing a lot of fighting games because I actually bought the Capcom fighting game collection recently because it was like on sale for $25 at Target. Damn, $25? What's it coming? Uh, it has Darkstalkers 1, 2, and 3. Yo! <laughs> so I was very happy Dream with come true for you, baby? Hell yeah. All right, let's go. So I've been playing on that. Uh, what else have I been picking up? Uh, I think it has like Street Fighters. A couple of like little tidbits here. But good game overall. Perfect! Right on, man. Yeah, so... 25 bucks, pick, I'll take that. Yeah, pick that up. The Transformers will return after these messages. But moving on here, what do we got here for today to celebrate the holiday? Oh, we got a little bit of everything. It's going to pop. Oh, God. <laughs> Goddamn fucking nitrous ball. Oh, man. All right. So we are recording our uh, St. Patrick's Day episode a little bit early just so we can have it out by the time the holiday strikes us. So can we go the whole episode without saying that famous tagline from the cereal? Uh, yes, we can, because Lucky's racist. <laughs> Is he? Eh, not really. I don't think the Irish really care too much about any uh, I'm negative gonna, stereotypes. I'm going to put in that soundbite of his in here. Uh, thank you. Thank you for doing that, so I don't have to do it. Kids don't have to be lucky charms. All right, so we got a couple of things going oh, on right do. now, which I'm surprised you've never had one of these. The other one I'm less surprised about. Why don't you, why don't you crack the other one there, because we're going we're gonna to do this together as a team, buddy, because I've never tried the mix. Oh, now we're a team. Now, shut up. I went out of my way, folks, to go get beer glasses before this recording because I this wanted most, to add a little special touch. This is the most effort I've seen him put into this podcast. Hey, I'm getting there, folks. <laughs> One of these days, I will be a fully contributing member to society. Get that to halfway. One more chunk. I believe in you. All right, so we are doing uh, uh, Guinness, which, first of all, you've never had a Guinness before? I don't think so, no. How do you like it? Not bad. I love Guinness. It tastes like coffee and chocolate all mixed together. I forget how freaking good they are, but I only drink them once a year. Not as bitter as I thought it was going to be, actually. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot smoother than people think it's going to be because it looks so dark that people are like, oh, that's got to be something or other. Uh, and on the other hand, we have the other lesser known cousin of Guinness, uh, Harp Lager, which is the other like go-to drink around St. Patrick's Day. Are they the same company? Because I see the same Harp. So, I mean, unless Harp yep. is... So, it did not used to be, but actually Guinness now owns Harp. So, now they're the same company. Or maybe they did have them the entire time. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah, no. Harp is... Um, 
like the main competitor to Guinness around the holiday. Uh, but they're actually the same company. So no matter who wins, they all win. Uh, but one of the popular things to do, I wouldn't say that popular, uh, kind of a la Arnold Palmer's, is to go half and half. And I was like, I know this is a thing. It's probably got a cool name. Uh, no, it's just called the half and half because they got real freaking lazy naming these things. Because leave it to a drunk Irishman to come been. up with a cocktail and be like, mix them together. Half this, half that. What do you want to call this? This could right, be called the Irish half. car bomb, but I guess not. No, the Irish car bomb is... Uh, I know what it is. It's 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 a dream ruiner, and it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I used to do Irish car bombs all the time when I was trying to turn up. Wait, why didn't we do cars, car bombs for this segment? Uh, because it kind of is a negative connotation of the uh, very tumultuous time in the uh, Irish history right. with the IRA and actual car bombings and things like that. Kind of like an Irish civil war going on. We'll get into it another time. No, I just, I just know. In, in soccer terms, there's, there's Ireland and what Northern Ireland, or is that more is that or how less? It is? More or less, yes. I don't know. I think one of my jokes I had with one of my old bosses was like they were talking about. It. It's like, why is this one called Ireland and this one's called IR? And I'm like, well, one's Ireland, the other one's improved Ireland. <laughs> improved Ireland. <laughs> I remember you making that joke. <laughs> oh man, here we go, half and half. All right, half and half. Wait, did you try the harp on its own? No. What do you think about the harp? Let me know first. It, it's just it's just a lager. It just tastes like a lager. Nothing special. Yeah. I feel like this is basically the light version of this one. More or less. It's like I'm drinking pit and dark pit. <laughs> <laughs> pit, pit and edgelord pit. Ooh, can you imagine pit and dark pit fusing? Twilight pit. Twilight pit? Okay, I like that. That's cute. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that's a good head on that one, Kev. That's what she said. That's... Sure you would is not. <laughs> Oh, that is, uh, I, I poured, I fucked mine up. Kevs looks perfect, though. I wish we had video for this one alone. For real. I'm, I'll take a photo for you guys. There you go. Take a photo so the world can see how good you are at this. I really thought it was going to lighten it up when you poured the, the lager in there, but I guess not. All right. So I have never done a half and half before. Kevin has never had either of these before, let alone a half and half. So this is our first, uh, first half and half together. Here we go. This is my people, Slancha. Is that how you say that word? Slancha. I always used to say slant. It is not slant. It's slancha. I'm going to be real. It just tastes like Guinness. Yep. I think the Guinness definitely overpowers it. It's way stronger. It is. Yeah. It is like my Irish jeans versus my Colombian jeans. It has just taken over. Yeah, it's probably why they named it half and half because they're just like, you know what? It's nothing special. (laughs) It's really not. It's nothing to write home about. Wow. I was really expecting something uh, more profound than this. I mean. I don't know. It, I, it was, it was exciting to do it. I'll give it that. It was. See, there you go. It's all about the anticipation. The folks. experience was a 10 out of 10. In the words of Dr. Frankenfurt, the anticipation. But overall, you know, it's not a bad beer. Hell yeah. Good times. Guinness is good. Not bad. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I like it. I feel like Jason Momoa. See? Wait, what? Jason? Oh, yeah. He did, he's a big Guinness guy, isn't he? Yeah. Ooh, now I could be like Jason Momoa drinking Guinness all the time. Grow your hair out again to back when you were and, a bass player. And throwing an uh, axis. We went axe throwing. Yeah, we did. We should go again. It'd be fun. That was fun. It was a good time. Yeah, I remember. Was it that you thought you hit the target? And then I'm just like, next, I'm like, bam! <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's why Kevin dual wields hatchets in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah. That's exactly why. <laughs> Man, I came prepared. Hell yeah. You gotta be prepared. We now return to the Transformers.
but I guess moving on here to the next topic is the trailer has dropped for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Movie looks absolutely full of life and visually stunning. Like, I don't have you seen the trailer? Trailer looks awesome. Like, dude. how good was that? It looks so fun. Like, I can't wait. And to have so many like high profile names attached to it, like especially yeah. like Seth Rogen, Jackie Chan is Splinter. Like, that's a no brainer. That's wild, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think th- this is also actually the first time the turtles have actually looked and sounded like teenagers like the voice cast for this group of turtles you can hear the chemistry among them and how like they each have like their own respective quirks with their own turtle basically yeah they definitely seem like they are their their characters and i'm excited to see how it goes yeah i i absolutely love how this movie goes but voice cast wise here we have uh nicholas Cantu as leonardo uh mika abby as donatello shaman brown jr as michelangelo and brady noon as Raphael. Cantu uh, and Noon are the veteran actors, I would say, among the four, uh, with Cantu being the voice of Gumball from the Amazing World of Gumball, as Shout I mentioned out. earlier, and Noon being in Mighty Ducks Game Changers and the voice of Greg Heffley from the Wimpy Kid series, the animated one. Okay. Uh, the rest of the voice cast is gonna is definitely star-studded here. We have, as you mentioned earlier, Jackie Chan as Master Splinter, uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Baxter Stockman, also another no-brainer, uh, which is a great choice, actually. Uh, Rose Byrne as Leatherhead, and I think also... Interesting choice. Yeah, this is also the first time Leatherhead is being portrayed as a female, too, because she's always actually been male in the comics and TV series. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I like Rose Byrne a lot as an actress. Yeah, I, you know, she's a great great actress. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, we have Ice Cube as Superfly, which... That's not really, awesome. <laughs> not really spoilers because this is common turtle lore, but Superfly is what Baxter Stockman becomes after coming into contact with Ooze. With the Ooze. Ooh, it just rolls off the tongue nicely. Dude, Ooh. that that trailer moment was so funny. I was like, this movie's going to be great. It's oh, going to yeah. be so full of life it's a good, and personality. It's a good year for animated movies this year, actually. Dude, it really is. It, it, it rolls off the tongue better, yeah. Ooh. 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 It's nice, right? It's Ooh. Ooh. Uh, here we have also Ayo Edibiri as April O'Neil. Uh, Post Malone as Ray Follette. Which, where'd that come from? I, I love it. Dude. Uh, Paul Rudd as Mondo Gecko. Hannibal Burris as Genghis Frog. Sweet. John Cena as Rocksteady and Seth Rogen as Bebop. Interesting. No one can face the Bebop and the Rocksteady. Yeah, and I mean, not to get too political here, but I, I know people are upset that April is black. I mean, this is also the second time she's been black. It's not a big deal to me. Also, whatever. fuck off if you care about that. Yeah, it's like if you want a white April, just go watch one of the other different like adaptions where she's fucking white. It doesn't fucking matter. Uh... But as because she was black in Rise of the Te- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that show, definitely check that out. And also the movie on Netflix was the animation on those shows, fucking yeah. stellar. Like god damn, especially the final fight with Shredder. Holy fuck, dude! TMNT has had a really good run lately. Like its last like three four projects have been kind of awesome. I don't think there's been a bad Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles project. Honestly, even the live. Well, actually, I lied. There's one. Which one? Uh, that live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Next Mutation. Were they te- I mean, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't on the same quality as everything else. Wait, it's, the live action? The- yeah, where they introduced Venus de Milo, the first female turtle. Wait, the series or movie? It was a series that was on Fox. Oh, I don't it, remember that. Yeah, it aired right after Power Rangers, and that's why they even have a crossover with the Power Rangers in space. I do remember that. Oh, that's tragic. Venus de Milo. Yeah, but 
to get some history here, um, back in the Mirage days of the comics, um, April had like a perm, and a lot of people thought that she was like a black character because of the perm. But it turns out, you know, she was actually she, April has always been white. It's just that one specific like comic run, yeah. like she had a perm basically, and she was actually based off of uh, Kevin Eastman's ex girlfriend, who was biracial. And for a while, like they would sometimes draw her looking like I guess like uh, Asian or white. They for a while they couldn't really decide what her race was going to be, but she was always drawn and portrayed as white. And so one day they just stuck her making like her Irish because even her last name with O'Neill, yeah, you know, sticking with the Irish theme here. Like Shaquille O'Neal, our favorite Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I guess you know, like I said, sticking with the Irish theme, O'Neill was her last name, so they decided to make her a white Irish woman. What a good Irish name it is. <laughs> We're proud to have her. Now that she's going to be black, and you know, in the second iteration, this is not a big deal to me. It's whatever. Uh, the other thing is, I never care about the like makeup of cartoon characters. <laughs> People who do are weird. Yeah, I, I, I never understand that. For me, it's just like, it, who cares? It's like there's different, there's many different adaptions where like she's white. So yeah. just go check that out. It's not a, not a big issue. She's still April. Like she's still April. The only thing is like, don't right, white people have enough? Yeah. That's all I'm gonna say, man. The only, the only issue I have is right now, current, currently, right now, I'm not a big fan of like her character design. I feel like they could have done a better job, but you know, at the same time, this is supposed to be a teenage kid, so she does look like a teenage kid. So yeah, like, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Like I like it's it's not gonna make me like fucking take up a keyboard and like fucking throw out hate about it. It's just like <laughs> go I, Twitter warrior. On yeah, this. pretty much. It's like it's I'm not a fan of the design, but you know what? I it might grow on me. I think it's cool. It's fine. It's, it's like it doesn't need to be. Anything. Yeah, it doesn't need to be something spectacular. Like you know, it's like because like, the design element you're looking for is the turtles and Splinter. Yeah, April is just a human. She can be whatever she wants to be. So I mean, at the same time, like I thought, I think that's the thing what I was looking for. I think I was looking for more like adult reporter April, but I realized like no, this is still yeah, this is the youngest version is, of the turtles yeah. we've ever seen. So why so not this, have a young? Yeah, April? so I think that's kind of like what meant. You know what? I was like design wise, and it does work. You know, it's not a bad thing. I think it, it kind of helped me win her design over. I'm like, you know what? She's a, she is a child. Like she's supposed. That's exactly yeah. what she's supposed to look. She like. does like a, a little bit older than the. Them, she like probably looks like eighteen or something like that, whereas like the turtles kind of look like fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, but they're in the same realm. I think. But the one thing that does bother me actually is Seth Rogen as Bebop. It's not a. It's not a bad call. I can definitely see it. I think it does work. Uh, but the only thing is that Bebop is a character who has been portrayed as black his entire history. Yeah, like from concept to now, and now to have like Seth Rogen come in and voice him, it's just like. Come on. It feels like the Chappelle show skit where they were doing the racial draft and they decided <laughs> to trade uh, white April for black bebop. <laughs> so they just switched it down across the aisle and like, uh, that's their trade off. I guess so. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man. It's like, this is a character that we know has been black since concept, like forever. He's been voiced by black characters. He's been portrayed as black in comics, in his TV show. And it's like, come on. Yeah. I could actually see, I could actually see Seth Rogen more as Mondo Gecko than bebop. I'm not as familiar with Mondo Gecko because I so I can't entirely agree, but I mean I trust you implicitly on this. So, but at the same time, I think at the same time I think I could see him work as Bebop. It's just the only thing. It's the only issue I have, but it's not a big major issue. It's just I feel like for the people who are upset about April being black, I have not seen one chirp about them about Bebop being voiced by white. Well, guy. of course, because obviously, you, obvious, you know you, why. obvious reasons. We get it, folks. Obvious reasons. 
Anyways, looking at the art style of this movie, you can see the influence in from Into the Spider-Verse. A lot of people have been mentioning yes. that online, like seeing Into the Spider-Verse. But I have another option to throw in there, actually. And that is Mitchells versus the Machines. I can yes. see a lot of influence from that as well. And then I looked into it more. a good blend of the two. Yeah. But then I found out the director from Mitchells and Machines is also directing this movie as well. Dude, I, I can't get any more hype for this movie then. Because Mitchells versus the Machines was such a good movie. For anyone who hasn't watched that on Netflix, check it out. It's such a fun family movie. I watched it with my daughter when I was on vacation when it came out, and it was just such a blast. Like, I just kind of picked it at random, and it happened to be an awesome movie. It's a great movie. It's crazy, though, because, like, this is an animation style that Disney had in their books or in their bag for a while. I don't know if you remember the short Paper Man. Not so much. When you see it online, you'll, you'll probably remember where it was. Okay. It was. But, yeah, they showed the showcase of Paper Man. They, it was this similar animation style, and then they never did anything with it, which is crazy. Because then Sony saw it, and you're like, you know what? We're going to take that. And <laughs> <laughs> look at how we're going to take it and make a fucking name for it. Yeah, and it's been working for them flawlessly because, like, they've been having hits after hits. Like, not even just them. The yeah. fact that they also made it, like, you know, a free source uh, technology for everyone to use. Because now we can look, look at how Puss in Boots looks. Look at now Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, what else is coming? Yeah, out? there's been a lot of this art style lately. Now, that I'm, yeah, like ever since Spider Verse came out, I feel like, and I think it's a good thing. It's a good progress moving forward. Animation style, like it's good. It's such a cool aesthetic, and like I really like it. It's almost like it's almost like um, the Arcane series on Netflix. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's another one I'd also like. But kinda. that was all hand drawn. Yeah, like every cell of that was hand drawn, which is why that show is so beautiful. But you're still able to kind of replicate that same magic with this technology and stuff like that. And honestly, it looks almost as good. Yeah, I do love it because I think it also gives you that comic book feel yeah, of the turtle. It feels very playful, just visually. And it, it's so good. I'm just like, I'm so hyped with this movie trailer. I yeah, just, anytime I see something in that art style, like I'm excited for it. Like even Enter the Galactic, which has nothing to do with like the comic book world. Yeah. But just the art style alone, I was like, I want to watch this. Yeah, because I think this art style makes... I don't know. It gives it gives very expressive emotions, like a lot of reactions and everything. Because like I I, yeah. re- I remember from the trailer where like you see uh, Raphael's like size like bounce around and it hits like Donatello's leg. Yeah, and everyone's just like screaming and like all animated and everything. And I'm just like, that is hilarious. I think what it is is it's so they have to be creative with the animation because like with the traditional like Disney and Pixar and stuff like that, like everything's very there's a fluid. there's a there's a it, it looks fantastic yeah you know, like, but it's there's very, a limit there's a limit as it's to like how very much you can fluid animate. and elastic so like you see everything going into it whereas this art style kind of feels like old like like old hand-drawn animation where you had to kind of be creative in the way that you got from like scene to scene transition or not scene to scene but like cell to cell transition so like it's almost more expressive because of the way they do it. Cause you get to pick and choose the moments where you're showing emotion and stuff like that. And like within like a 60 second frame. Yeah. So like this movie looks incredible. I cannot, I'm high for this movie at all. It comes out August 4th. Uh, hey, my birthday weekend. Let's go see yeah. it. Yeah. Definitely. We're definitely going to watch this. Uh, yeah. The movie is also produced by Seth Rogen, whose track yes. record actually producing wise might need some looking into cause he's produced some very great hits actually. Yeah. Dude, Seth Rogen cannot miss. Like he's what he's producing this. He produced the boys. Produced Invincible, mm-hmm. Sausage and, Party. <laughs> I guess yeah, Sausage <laughs> Just Party. Just to throw one in. And as I mentioned earlier, the movie is directed by Jeff Rowe, who directed Mitchell's versus Machines. If you haven't checked that out, check out that movie. Great movie, amazing film, similar animation style. And I think if you want to see like what the Turtles movie might be like, check that movie out as well. Yeah, you can catch me in theaters 
yelling Kawabunga. Kawabunga. It's funny. I'm excited. Yeah, I was a. I, I, I mean, even as a child, you can ask my dad about it. I was a huge Turtles fan. Who's your favorite turtle? Leonardo. Donatello. Leonardo leads. Donatello's the brains. Donatello's the fellow with machines. Mitchell's and the machines. But yeah, like I think my dad would always. My dad would always tell this story for like anyone who would ask him that like when he would come home from work, I would be like somehow he would say like I don't know how you got there, but you would be on top of the fridge and wait for me to come <laughs> home. And jump down. What a terrifying sight. Your you, feral animal child just sitting on top of the fridge waiting yeah, to pounce. And then he's like, you would jump off and just yell, Kawabunga, like with like my plastic Ninja Turtle sword. <laughs> Poor Renee. He terrorized that man. That's hilarious. And it's just like, he's like, he's like, he's like, you've always loved Ninja Turtles. Like, you had the VHS. Like, you had like, yeah. it's like some of the toys. And Turtles like, in time. Fucking, uh, what was it? Ninja Turtles 2, Vanilla Ice. Go ninja, go ninja, go, go ninja, go ninja, go. Yeah. Damn, TMT is amazing. Yeah, TMT, great franchise. It it cannot miss. And you know what I was thinking about when we started when I started reading the notes on this? I feel like every single iteration of Turtles has had a completely different art style. A completely different like medium and everything like that. Oh yeah, because like you have the nineties one who is like, I guess, obviously of its product of its time. It yeah. doesn't look bad, but it, it it's very traditional. You know, you have the color-coded turtles yeah. with, like, their belt buckles with, like, their initials on it's, it. It's stiff. It's it's of yeah. the time, just like it's you of, said. It's of the time. And then after that, you have the 2003 turtles, where they're more edgy and has a more darker tone. Yeah, everything's angular. Like, you can tell yeah, that animation but, style was of the time. But it was also still, to this day, also still one of my favorite versions of the series. It is very good. It's a very good series. And then you had the 2012 version of Ninja Turtles, where they jump now into CGI. And... I, I think the CGI kind of threw me off at first because I didn't, I didn't think the show was going to be good. But I started watching and I'm like, holy crap, there's some really good stories in this. That's the thing. No matter what it looks like, they've all been good story-wise. Yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. 2012 Ninja Turtles, also really good. Like, I didn't like it at first, but I take it all back and I'm just like, you know what? Stellar show. Yeah. Great show. And then Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out. I also kind of didn't like it at first. I was just like, mm, I don't know. Kind of threw me off that they made Raphael the leader. But then, like, it's because Leonardo had to grow into yeah. being leader. I'm just see exactly what I'm saying. No matter what it looks like, there's a good reason for this. Not even just that; those just animations. I was just like, "Holy fuck!" Like, you think I don't know? You watch One Piece, right? Mm-hmm. So, have you have you seen how like the fights are in during the Wano arc? Yes, like they get a major upgrade. So yeah, so think of it like that, but for Ninja Turtles now. Yeah, maybe not on the same level, but similar like there was some explosive fights when they were fighting shredder and i was just like yeah they are putting the budget into the animation yeah so i'm like i'm like on the edge of my seat i'm thinking like holy fuck it's like what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next and it's like yeah it's like how are they gonna how are they how are they gonna win how are they gonna come out of this yeah team and t is a f- franchise that just there's a reason it stood the test of time how old is it at this point well it's been from the 80s yeah and they're even i feel like even longer maybe but still yeah team and t has always been a banger always really awesome they, they just I, I can't think of too many times where they've missed as a franchise i don't think so either. i mean we even had that anime ninja turtles where like they powered up and became like super turtles <laughs> i don't remember that one it's it's a very hard find but it like once you see it it's just like oh damn oh like, uh, that's great so it's not bad moving on over here to another animated feature actually which is the latest mario movie trailer do you have any thoughts on that um they go more into mario kart than i thought they were going to oh man it's crazy like you it's see how awesome. like you're choosing all the different options and everything I was yeah like, hey. and then there's a scene where like, he jumps on a koopa takes the shell and he uses the green shell like he would in, like, oh dude in i, mario I love that yeah i know it's it's fun like, dude. i'm 
This movie's going to be fun. I, I don't know how much more they can sell me on this movie, but any anytime I see more of it, I'm just like, I need to see this right now. Yeah, true. Especially because as of today, we're the day after Mario Day. Um, yeah, after Mario Day. And I, I even told you, I was like, they're going to release a new trailer. They're going to drop yeah. tickets. I already got my tickets for Mario movie. Sorry. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Are, aren't they like, <laughs> buy one, get one free right now? I don't know. I, I think they're BOGO right now. Maybe, but I bought I bought mine and Tali's tickets. I'm like, we're seeing this movie the day it comes out. Nice. Right I, after I, right after you get out of work. <laughs> I got to get my tickets. I got to go see it. And But not just that. Uh, what else was it that I liked? Uh, Fire Donkey Kong, apparently. Oh, I didn't see uh, that part. I didn't watch the whole trailer. I just caught like the end of it on like a random Twitter. No, or yeah. Like there's a part where like Donkey Kong gets like an item block. He gets a fire flower and then Mario gets a mushroom and you see him grow. And like the, I'm, I'm just amazed how much of attention to detail these animators have gone to the lore of the video games. Because if you remember from Super Mario, anytime that Mario got a mushroom, like the animation from him growing from small to big, his head would grow first and then the rest of his body would grow. So in the movie, when he would eat the mushroom, his head would grow big first. And I'm just like, yes. I was like, <laughs> these these people have done their fucking homework. Oh, that's impressive. I didn't even catch that. So it's it's another thing they're gonna love is like a quick uh, like if you don't blink if you miss it uh Chunky Kong is in the arena my guy yeah I love all the, the last Kongs. member of the DK crew I I just want to see Funky Kong involved I can't wait to see my guy Lanky yeah. Kong yeah all the Kongs because you see him in the crowd you see Chunky Kong you see Diddy Kong and you see Dixie Kong and I'm just like oh man there's potential there's potential here people you can do a whole Donkey Kong universe spinoff you can do they, they this opens everything Yahoo! so i think we're going to be in for a great year for animation i think this is going to be one of the greatest video game movies ever oh yeah i mean not that there's too many it's got a top you know what i mean <laughs> oh true but i feel like this one is definitely this is the hype is real and i really hope the hype does not let me down yeah it, it just looks too good to fail i really hope it doesn't fail like it, it can't fail yeah i don't want it to fail i'm gonna see this movie like five times yeah probably let's hope so uh, but moving on over here to the last segment over here, which has become one of our favorite segments. Questions, questions, questions. It's question time. Yay! We need a, uh, a segment theme song for this lead-in. <laughs> we'll think of something. Whenever whenever we get one, yeah. uh, our, our actual theme song, then we'll worry about this one. But this one's next. So if you have a question that you want to ask us and want it to be featured on the podcast send your question over to us over at divergent 64 when i feature it on our story or just you know yeah, shoot, us, shoot us a dm and we'll feature in the next episode there you go uh starting off over here is diego diego asking you wake up in the first game you've ever played where are you waking up oh what's the first game i ever played honestly probably sonic 2 that's the first video game you ever played man i can't remember what is the first game I ever played? It had to be on Genesis. Huh. Yeah, it was either Sonic 2. That's not Sonic and Knuckles, is it? No, it's just Sonic No, that's 2. Sonic and Knuckles. That's 3. It's not Sonic 3. That's Sonic the Hedgehog 3 and it, Knuckles. It was either Sonic 2 or it might have been Super Mario Brothers. No, but I'm pretty sure it was Sonic 2. All Sonic right. 2 was my first ever video So you're game. waking up in Mobius. Yeah. No, Green Hill Zang, baby. <laughs> For me, it's actually Super Mario Bros, actually. Okay, with the, the two icons of Nintendo and Sega. Yeah, that was the first video game I ever played. It was Super Mario's on the NES. Classic. So, yeah, that's when I'm waking up. I'm waking up in the Mushroom Kingdom, baby. I'm in Green Hill Zone. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. <laughs> 
So that's where I'm waking up. Let us know what your first video game was and where you're waking up in. That's true. It's so interesting to think about what's your first game. Because I don't even remember my first game. Next question that I have here is actually from Alexis. Uh, she's, uh, I already answered your question here, Alexis. Uh, thoughts on Seth Rogen's TMNT trailer? Phenomenal. I already had a whole segment about this. I can't wait for this movie. Dude, it's going to be awesome. Ninja Turtles are amazing. I fucking love Ninja Turtles. I used to have only one regret in my life, but thanks to Brian, Shut I have two. And that is one year. I, w- I was told to help you save money, and I did that. He did not help me save money. I did exactly so, that. A little backstory here is for one year at C2E2, uh, they were running a deal on a four pack Ninja Turtles. It was $125 for these Ninja Turtles. And I told Brian, I was like, should I get this? I was like, I think this is a good deal. And he's like, I don't know, man. It's like, you spent enough already. I'm like, hmm, maybe. To bro. be fair, going into this weekend, he said, I don't want to overspend. So if I start saying I want to buy more than you think I can handle, pump the brakes for me slow me down and so that's what i thought i was doing i had yet to spend money that whole entire weekend because i said save it for later you never know what you're gonna see down the road you want to you don't want to blow your wad day one and and i remember i only bought like two things and that was one the green line for voltron true and then oh, uh, that was a fun year when we were hunting for all the voltron yeah and then it was surprisingly hard and then the last thing that i wanted to buy was this uh insta time like time machine nations as they figure out ninja turtles and i was like okay if i get the four for 125 I could do some cool photos with him. He told me no. And I'm like, fine, fine. I won't spend it. Now these turtles are fucking expensive as shit. <laughs> I didn't know. I was new to the toy market. I was not aware of the the secondary market value and everything like uh, that. But anyways, back to this. Uh, TMNT, super excited. You'll catch me at the theater. We'll all go together. Alexis, Jonas, you, me, all of us. We'll Hell see yeah. the movie. Let's go. I'm excited. Hell yeah. Uh, and then the last question we have here is from Jeff. Uh, Jeff is asking, Keddy versus B beer pong match. Who are your partners? Fictional, real, video game, anime, TV show. Um, What's his name from Kodoko to Basketball? Uh, the guy with the glasses, the perfect three-point shooter. Oh, who, who my pick was going to be, so you got to pick someone else. No way! Was it really? <laughs> That's so cool! So I'm just like, I'm here to win, baby. Bro, we're so in sync. Um, but fine, you can have him. I'll take uh, Akashi with the Emperor's Eye. You can't control the field, though. Yeah, you'd be fucking surprised. How, the what fuck? field is there to control? You're just throwing a ball in a cup. There's no manipulation of. You would think you can't control a basketball game, but here he is doing it. Yeah, you can because it's five people against five people don't, all moving out. Don't understand. This is stationary cups. Okay, okay, I'm winning this. No, my backup guess would be Deadshot or something like that. Take a uh, Colin Farrell's bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> specifically colin farrell's why not stick it with the irish theme stick here. to the irishman uh who else would i pick um um number two from umbrella academy okay diego because yeah. he, he can't miss whatever he does i thought it only worked with knives though no it works with any object he oh, just okay. chooses knives because ah. fucking knives dude let's see who else would i choose take anyone for blue lock dude that anime kicks ass <laughs> take anyone for blue lock who else would i take um uh, I take the quarterback from uh, I Shield Twenty One. Shield Twenty One. Yeah, <laughs> you nerd. Who else would I take? I think we got enough. We're not building a whole squad, dude. It's just I a don't partner. know, man. Hey, I'm trying to fucking win here. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna win anyways. I already beat you last time we played beer pong. So. You've beat me once in your life. He's usually my partner, folks, and I carry him when we play beer pong. Yeah, but this time when we face off against each other, I won. Okay, buddy. Okay, buddy. Calm down. I won. I even made the winning shot. Proud of you. Goes to show you, Brian doesn't win when he doesn't play without me. He only wins when he plays with me. So who's carrying who? What? 
When have we ever played against each other? That was the one time, and I won. Okay. Okay. Well, well, we'll just have to settle it on the beer pong court. Just put the dub in for me already. <laughs> but as always, we appreciate you listening to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Yeah, that too. Good thing I had to deal with that the whole freaking episode. I was kind. I showed you mercy. <laughs> But as always, you can catch me over at Geek Night 90 on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, give us a follow over at Divergent64 on Instagram. And I got to make a Twitter for this. Yeah, make a Twitter. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, Bumblebee underscore on Instagram and uh, Bumblebee1 on Twitter. Uh, I'll be more interesting on there at some point soon. I promise. <laughs> All right. But as always, thanks for listening to another episode. And remember, So have yourselves a damn good one. Later, losers.